Uh, and I remember my husband, we were newly wed at the time. Again, been together since we were 15, but now mm. we're like officially married and we'd moved to Houston so I could go to grad school for piano. So and I am practicing my butt off yeah. eight hours a day. And the yeah. only thing I want to be is a classical concert pianist. And okay. my husband <laughs> says to me one night, um, you know, sweetie, I don't think like piano is going to be your thing. This is a Soul Fire production. You are listening to episode 135 of Yes And with me, Judy Holler, and I am so glad you're here. So welcome back or welcome to the show, babe. And today you are in for a treat. I just had the absolute joy, the distinct pleasure, the high vibe experience of interviewing the incredible incomparable and completely magical. And I'm not shitting you when I say all that. She's fabulous. Jade Simmons. Now, who is Jade? So you are going to have to listen to this podcast interview to just get the full Jade vibe. But Jade is a world-class concert pianist. She is phenomenal. And she's a powerhouse, powerhouse, activational keynote speaker. So she is a colleague of mine. And dare I say, one of my personal heroes, she is up there with Mel Robbins. Like I want to be Jade Simmons when I grow up. And I guess I'm my own version of Jade Simmons. We do a lot of similar things on stage using the audience to activate something bigger. But her and Mel Robbins are Simon Sinek, Mel Robbins, Jade Simmons, Brendan Bouchard. Who are my other favorite keynotes? I mean, Jade is on my top five list, hands down. Okay. And can we just be real for a second? Um, Jade is also a badass. Okay. Her keynotes will leave you shook and her talent is absolutely mind-blowing. She attended college at Northwestern University in Illinois, right there in Chicago. She was crowned Miss Chicago and Miss Illinois in 1999. She was named first runner-up at the Miss America 2000 pageant. And Jade even ran for president of the United States in 2020 as an independent. My God, we talk about all of the above. I could not get Jade on the podcast fast enough to talk about all the things. We talk about finding your purpose. We talk about confidence. We talk about prayer and faith. We talk about believing in ourselves and self-worth and going big and living a bold life. And of course, we talk about the transformational power of Ant, how she's been using it, how she keeps using it and how to keep moving despite doubt, despite fear, and despite our limiting beliefs. I love that she lives an activated life. I love that she too is so like me. Like we want to do all of the things, right? And you're going to get permission to do so many things for yourself on the other side of this beautiful conversation. So ladies and gents, without further ado, here is my extremely high vibe conversation with the incredible Jade Simmons. Jade, my goodness, you are here. You're on Yes And, and I've got to ask you, as a fellow keynote speaker, girl, where in the world are you? Are you at home right now or are you on the road? I am. I have been home for a few weeks now. This is sort of my rest month in the summer. And then things pick back up in August a little bit slowly. And then they really kind of rocket come September. So you know how it is. You, you, 
Yeah. We we don't mind the move in the group. We no. love it. And we don't, sometimes don't yeah. even know like, oh, I, I needed a whole month of rest there. So mm-hmm. that's where I am right now. <laughs> oh, 100%. Like I do this yeah. all the time uh, where I'll be like, God, I just need a month on my, ca- I don't know if you do this. I need a month yeah. on my calendar. And usually it's summer in the keynote speaking world, you know, yeah. January, February, March, a lot of kickoffs and sales events and, and, and teams re-engaging right. summer. Everybody's catching a vibe. I mean, I'm busy. We're busy, but you know, mm-hmm. it's different. It's and then different. the fall gangbusters, right? Yep. There are times where I'll be like, oh, I just want a break. I just see my calendar. Just, oh, I'd pray for oh, like yeah. three weeks. And then you get the three weeks off and you're like, oh shit, has everybody yeah. forgotten about me? Like, <laughs> what better, call, better call my agent. <laughs> better call my bureaus. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you do this dance and I hear it's even people who are working in Hollywood, any professional performer sort yeah. of does this dance of like, you know, the balance between doing what you love. So, you know, the magic yeah. of that. And then also living a life you love. And maybe Jade, let's start there. Like, how do you get that for yourself? As a girl who lives on the road and has her hands in a lot of magical pots, mm-hmm. how do you mm-hmm. strike that balance between like show Jade, road Jade, and yeah. like home Jade and oh, God, vibey God. Jade, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, I started doing something a couple of years ago. I haven't been completely... Uh, religiously faithful to it. But I will Mm. say that November and December, uh, I sort of quarantine off as I don't really do any events there. And what what I started doing, Judy, was I started paying attention to what was happening organically. And it's just as you described. Summer was sort of slow. And I used to get all freaked out and rev my team up. We've got to fill this space. What are we doing? You know? (laughs) And then, and then I'd fill it up. And then the end of the year, I'd be like, what was I thinking? I'm so tired. You know? (laughs) So I started going, November, December, I want to be home. I want to be home for the, you know, the the kind of cheesy Christmas plays that the kids yes. are doing. And I want yes. to be in my onesie a little more. And I remember the one year where I pushed and had events all in December and I was miserable. I was going mm. to these places and there were Christmas lights up and Christmas music. And I'm like, this just feels wrong. You know, so yeah. no shade to people who love to still do all the things in those months. But I also realized I was at my most creative October, November, December. It's when, um, as a person of prayer, I feel like I get the most divine downloads. I start getting a big vision for what my next year is. So now we quarantine what we call a creativity quarter. Mm. So I perform, speak much less November and December, hardly at all. Usually the only thing I'm doing then is anything charitable and organization that I just have a heart for. Uh, And so I'm in a different mindset there. And, you know, with family, you got to be honest about what you need and what they need from you. And we find that balance throughout the year. I've been very blessed. I have an incredible husband who's my high school sweetheart. So he's he's been watching the show. Yeah, for for quite quite a few years now. So. He fig- he's figured out how how it works, so I'm I'm very blessed. I'm very. We blessed, can't do yeah. it alone. People always say, oh, "What's gosh. the secret to success?" I don't know if you get this question. It's always yeah. a weird question because like success is a weird word because yeah. it looks so different to everybody. Sometimes success is just like I woke up today and I'm good, right? Yeah. Like, that's a win, right? Like yeah. I, you know, yeah. I'm feeling good and all that stuff. But like you know, what's the secret? Like all the help. All the help oh my God, I, get, the I have help. gotten from other women, Shh. from other people doing what I want to do, from my family, from my husband, from my spouse, all from help. Listen, you know? and help I love to is, hear you validate that. Oh, listen, we need a whole other show for just just the help. We yeah, need yeah. a whole show called the help. So, yeah, so the, you're talking yeah, yeah. to someone who 
um, had to learn the art of receiving help. I first had to learn the art of asking for it. Yes. Um, yes. And maybe go back admitting that I needed it, then asking for it, and then even receiving it. So I remember like the process. And, and we now, full transparency, uh, housekeepers that come every yeah. two weeks, um, full-time nanny to help with Beautiful. my uh, two kids. And these are all the things I always thought were too bougie and that I would yeah. never do right and and yeah. now I'm like what would I do without these without things uh, and you know I remember very easily the years where literally if I said we I was really just talking about me but I was like you know pretending that there was a we there wasn't a team yet it was really just yeah, me yeah. and when you emailed <laughs> management at Jade Simmons it was really just me right and so oh but my now, god I right right this. now now there's a team. I mean, she had a name in all. Her name was Tiffany Miles. Oh my she god, did I had not a exist. Sam. I had a yeah, Sam. See, look at she there. She did not exist. Oh my she god, did Jade, not exist. I feel so seen right now. <laughs> you guys take notes. She was fierce though, wasn't she? Like Tiffany could ask for the fees that Jade was too afraid to ask for. <gasps> Tiffany was hardcore with it. You know, Jade requires this and that. She's gonna need this. Her new fee is this. And now I have a you, you know a real team. Um, but I needed in, in the beginning yeah. and because I am multifaceted and very happy and thriving doing multiple things. Sometimes we don't even realize when we run out of capacity because we're so busy making it work. Now I have an incredible team yeah. of people who are helping me be able to just show up and mm. do the thing that I want to do uh, versus all the things that I've gotten used to doing. So the help piece and anybody that I coach, um, any clients that I work with, we, we address that help issue first. Mm. Um, the lie of I can't really afford it or I don't really need it. We work on those things first uh, because there's usually some way around your circumstances currently uh, that you can you can get around your circumstances to get the help that you need. Beautiful. How, okay, can I tap into that just a little bit? How yeah. are you finding, you know, because there's such a level of trust and really yeah. someone that also <laughs> understands you run a, a purpose-driven business and, and really, uh, um, we're going to get into that in a minute, but like, yeah. how are you finding, are you going out to your community? Are you doing the old school, like um, putting, you know, Girl, using the I'm websites? Like, how do you find your people? Everything. First of all, let's, let's just, you know, depending on when your listeners hear this, whether yeah, it is the people year. Need people. So how are we Two, yeah. right? Or or the year 2026, who knows mm. what the situation will be. But yeah. right now, this is a very interesting and colorful hiring landscape. So there are things we're doing now that we didn't do before mm. COVID, let's say, before the shutdown and before the whole landscape of employment changed. And, you know, what's so validating is knowing that a culture you were building years ago and that you just instinctively felt like... I really feel like this is how people should treat people. I really mm -hmm. feel like purpose is a, is a work value and that people, if they're going to work for me, should really feel like they're working with me, that they have yes. ownership, that they're building yes. something, that they found purpose in it so that they don't need to leave me to mm -hmm. go be fulfilled, that we yes. can build something right where we are that fulfills them and also fulfills the purpose of the company. And so mm -hmm. it's wild now that suddenly these are the talking points, right? And in the corporate world, they're wanting you to speak about this kind of engagement yeah. and purpose-based, uh, you know, employment. So the the nuts and bolts, it's been, listen, it's hard out here for a CEO right now. Mm -hmm. um, True. We are trying the, to hire a few the things. Scene, <laughs> 
Yeah. We are too. We're in the middle of it. And I will say to answer your question directly, we have done all the things we've done all the postings. Um, we believe very strongly in word of mouth. Here's Mm -hmm. what I, I, what I would give as a big piece of advice to people building unique businesses. You're probably not going to do it the way it's always been done. You, you may hire friends. You may hire family. All the things they tell you never to do. It depends on what you need yeah. uh, for the roles you're filling. And don't be desperate. Do not be. And follow that nudge. You know, yes. sometimes we'll, we'll meet someone and on paper it's right, but something, there's a little check right. there. Yes. Listen to the check. And usually over the next few days, that... Um, uncertainty, the reason behind it will begin to reveal itself. But all that being said, we are now finding some incredible people. We're using a recruiter. Ooh, nice. Uh, Get this. Get this, Judy. The recruiter (gasps) came from an audience that I was speaking to in the world of HR. She was one of the people that I pulled on stage to play the piano. No. Just so happened. Yeah. She had a speech later that day and she got so much power and energy from that moment on stage. We stayed connected. Oh, so when no. it came time and we, we weren't finding people, I said, I know who to call on. <laughs> and so we're using this incredible uh, woman. Her company is called HR by Karen. And Doesn't she has that, that so purpose good? centered. Oh, feels so full circle. Uh, because we'd built a relationship, she knew exactly what we were looking for. Um, I love so that. It's a powerful way to, to really do business. Oh, I love it so much. And I love that, you know, we share that in common as well. Um, And we're going to talk about uh, the many uh, talents (laughs) Jade Simmons possesses. Um, But one of the things we share in common, certainly as performers, is that we use our audience, um, our participants, the beautiful souls in the room to really illuminate the larger message in a playful, very unexpected way, uh, which Mm -hmm. can feel terrifying in some situations. But you do that. You pull people. I mean, you're a classically trained pianist Mm -hmm. and you pull people on stage. um, Right? Yeah. And tell us a little bit about how you decided to make that a part of your content and your keynote experience because that takes guts. It's improv too, by the way, Jane. It's it's tons of improv. Piano is improv, right? Tons of improv. Yeah. Yeah. And, but we, I do a lot of, a lot of humor, a lot of Mm. intentional um, placed comedy. And I use, I use all of it to disarm audiences, to really be able Mm. to deliver that final punch, right? That I'm trying Which to an art. Uh, bring home. It is, it is an art form. And it's why I'm enjoying speaking to you and knowing your background. I went yeah. to Northwestern right <gasps> outside of Chicago. Yeah, you're sh- yeah, yeah. You so, yes. Uh, yes, yes, yes. So I know all about Second City and that whole world. Matter of fact, Northwestern has like a, a record a, number of trip. graduates, yeah. right? That, that also went, ended up being yeah. at Second, Second City. Um, and even there, uh, I started as a performer. I was doing percussion and dance ensemble, and there was always this improv element. And that's what I began to add, even in my classical concert settings. This idea of speaking to the audience was a was like a big boundary breaking move. Wow. And then that same thing was powerful in the speaker world, which we know can be a little stuffy. Oh, yeah. uh, and so the comedy a lot of times is used to set people at ease and to get us okay with taking ourselves a little less seriously, ironically, so that we're able to take our purpose and our lives even more seriously. 
and so I got into it, you know, bit by bit. First, I started with speaking in my piano concerts. Then I started mixing the genres a little bit, a little bit of Ooh. jazz. Then I went really far and added electronics and hip hop. And now my experiences go from Rachmaninoff all the way to rap. Hell yeah. So, Hell the, the, yes. <laughs> you know, so it's like people are getting to see reinvention in action. But yeah. in honesty, you know, the reinvention they're seeing is happening in 45 or 60 minutes. In real yeah. life, it probably took me five, six years to really be okay with bringing all of myself to every single table, every single time. So you had me at yes and, because I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, listen, <laughs> I remember this is what I've been doing. Yeah. Um, and there's a story I always tell audiences about this moment where I'd started to expand so much. I was designing the clothes I was wearing. I was playing hip hop and jazz. I was uh, doing ministry and preaching. I was coaching. I was writing books. And my manager said, Jay, what, like, what do I tell people? Do I tell them you're a classical pianist, a jazz artist, a rapper, you know, a minister, a coach? And he, and he listed everything. So what do I tell them? And I was like, tell them yes. Like, <gasps> tell them yes. I'm all of, the, all of the above. Like, what's wrong with being all of the above? And I can be honest and tell you, my entire life, since I was yay high, five, six years old, people were always telling me I would have to choose. And I did yeah. ballet and African dancing. Uh, yes, you know, I, I did all the things. Yes. Uh, and today, those, all of those ands, mm. those are the things that have differentiated me powerfully in terms of business. Yeah. But they are also the things that allow me to have the greatest impact possible. If I were still simply playing Mozart, Beethoven, and Rachmaninoff, I hate to say it, we would probably not be having this discussion today because our paths wouldn't have crossed in the ways that they have. Mm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that is one of the most beautifully said things I've, I've heard on this podcast yet. And as someone, you know, I'm watching someone say all of those things who is living proof of all of those things working yeah. because here's what you're doing. You're literally living your purpose. Jay's, Jade is famously known to say this and it's on her website so much so that one of our mutual friends who runs a beautiful co-working company that is uh, kicking off in Knoxville, Tennessee, shout out to Ought Entrepreneurs yeah. and our avid listener and friend of the podcast, Erica Biddick. She's been on the show. We love Erica. Um, she has this quote that they penned it on the walls of the building, but Jade mm. says, and this is big, y'all. So if you are driving, pull over your car. <laughs> You're going to just need to hold on to your britches. So she says, your purpose is not the thing you do. It is the thing that happens in others when you do what you do. Like, mm. Every time I hear you say it, read it, feel it. I mean, I have full body chills right now. Yeah. Uh, you are doing that. You are mm -hmm. encouraging other people to go do that. And that requires a lot of ands along the way. We yeah. don't necessarily have to pick. Can we do everything at the same time? Maybe, sure. Maybe, but maybe why mm -hmm. do we have to, why do we have to fit into a box? Um, yeah. You don't have to be in the box you're in just because you're in the box you're in. You can yes and specifically and your way out of any box. You can get- That's good you know, into uh, really fun situations with Anne, but you can also get out of bad situations with Anne. Right. So it's this beautiful, like infinite game. So I want to ask you, um, having said that, like today, right now, what would you say your, because you do a lot of things, mm -hmm. right? What is your purpose? What is your mm -hmm. purpose 
Yeah. So this was the game changer for me because for years, I thought my purpose was to play the piano. So my mm. entire life. See, that's what I thought you'd say. Yeah. No, yeah, cool. yeah. So so that's what I did. Right. And cool. I made and still make a career playing this instrument. Uh, and I remember my husband, we were newly wed at the time. Again, been together since we were 15, but now mm. we're like officially married and we'd moved to Houston so I could go to grad school for piano. So and I am practicing my butt off yeah. eight hours a day. And the yeah. only thing I want to be is a classical concert pianist. And okay. my husband <laughs> says to me one night, um, you know, sweetie, I don't think like piano is going to be your thing. <gasps> now, oh, no. I almost like scratched his eyes out right. of that moment and thought he's going to have divorce papers on the bedside <laughs> table tomorrow because this man this knows piano was my thing. And he saw the look in my face and said, wait, wait, wait. He says, no, what I mean is I think piano is going to be the thing that opens the door for the <gasps> other things you do. Words. And I was like, what? Now, to be honest, in the moment, I still didn't want to hear that. I wasn't jiving with any of it, right? Because we are taught mm. from a very young age, what are you going to do when you grow up? What are yeah. you going to be? Meaning job title description and piano was the thing I wanted. Um, and it is still the thing that I do. But what my actual purpose is, is my purpose is to activate audiences, individuals into becoming the biggest, boldest version of themselves possible. The one that is ready to take the largest leaps, the version of themselves that they have always been called to be. What I realized is I then, because this is the freeing power of purpose and the freeing power of and that no longer locked me at the piano so when I started having bouts of stage fright or was missing notes and felt like my identity was taking a hit from a bad concert see that's that's not what purpose does purpose is not based on performance purpose is based on what's being activated in others because of how you're operating. So as long as I played the piano and people felt a thing, they felt activated into being a different version, seeing something differently, hearing things Mm. differently. I was doing my job, so to speak. I'm using air quotes for those listening. And so that told me, oh, so I don't have to just pick piano. That as long as I'm activating people while playing the piano, I can say yes to that. I can say yes to ministry because the people at at church need to be activated into believing bigger. I can write a book, right? Because the people reading it are going to be activated into something. So when I work with people on what is or how how do you uncover purpose, I don't believe it has to be discovered because it's in you. When you uncover what you're looking for is what's the breakout effect I've always had. And Judy, I could probably interview 10 of your most beloved people, family and friends, and I will find a through thread in there of how you have always um, either behaved in a way that has caused something to happen in them. Purpose is usually hidden in that. So I'm an activator and I specifically activate people to become bigger and bolder. And if I look back over my life, I've always seen people to be bigger than they see themselves. Random people in a grocery store. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. And they'll go, Oh no, my hair is not doing, (laughs) I don't have no, but like your eyes and your aura and, and they're just kind of freaked out because they don't see themselves that way. 
Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. says it even on your website that you have a chronic condition of seeing people <laughs> as I being do. much bigger than they see themselves. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's so interesting to be having this conversation with you. I think sometimes well, we overthink everything. And sometimes the things that are right in front of us, because we don't slow down enough to really listen to her, yeah. um, to something bigger, uh, whatever your faith may be. Mm-hmm. We try to overcomplicate things and yeah, like instilling confidence. Like I, you know, I think that gives me, that's, I feel like my purpose. I use yeah. improv to help people open the door to more things because it's the opening yeah. the door to new things and trying new things that makes you more confident. You don't need confidence to do that. You need to do think, yeah. do new things to get more confident and improv can help us with that. But for the longest time, I was so like in my head, like it had to be a personal branding statement. It had to yeah. fit in like a Twitter line. It had to be, oh, yeah. and it's like, well, no, if I'm making something <laughs> that instills confidence, then that is the purpose. It. it can be a fashion line. Like literally just said that to Amanda today. I'm like, I want a jewelry line. I yep. want to put ampersand blazers, baby. Let's I do want it. the whole thing. And people look at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, no, I see this crystal yeah. clear. I see. So you have just um, inspired me on a lot of levels. That yeah. said, there's going to be someone listening right now, right? Who's going to be like, okay, um, this is, listen to Jade and Judy. They are these talents, right? And yeah. they're going to say, okay, I can't play piano. I could have never been Miss USA. Um, mm-hmm. So how do I find my purpose? You, you, you brought up something that was kind of tactical and maybe this is a way someone could start. Like you yeah. said, Judy, I bet I could go call 10 people right now yeah. and ask them, like, do you suggest people starting there, um, using their network, doing some journal? Like, how do you yeah. kickstart people who just feel lost? Like they don't even know, they don't even see in themselves, right? Yeah. The beauty that exists. How do we, any advice to the woman who is just in that in that place of like, yeah, I don't see what you see. Mm-hmm. I don't see the aura. And I yeah. could never do that. Easy for you and Jade to say, but how do I do this? Right? Like, I, how I do we get her friend. started? No, it's a great question. I have a friend who became um, a part of a coaching community that I run, but it took her years. She would always watch it and go, I can't be in that. Those women are. And she would always mm. name these superlatives. They're all CEOs, they're entrepreneurs. Yeah. I'm only, I'm just. just. And her only and her just was she was a mom and she has two kids who have special needs in their own way. Maybe not how we think of special needs, but they, they require yeah. a lot of mothering, a lot of right. strategy. And her entire life was devoted as it needed to be in that moment in time in taking care of these kids kids and raising this family. And she saw that as something other or less than, I mean, she knew it was important, but she didn't think it was in the same ballpark as the women who were building these things. Mm, And I remember kind of interviewing her. One of the first things I helped women do was find their verb. Right. So what's what's the what's the way you find yourself behaving? For me, it's activating. Mm. But I had to get to that word at first. I thought, oh, well, I motivate. I inspire. Okay, fine. But they're a little generic. If you just stop there, you have to really ask, well, what kind of inspiration? What's happening to people when they hear you? How are they being moved, which is motivated? How are they being inspired, which is actually having life breathe into them? Right. So for this person, she was an amazing helper of all people. She had a friend that was dying of cancer. And even with these two kids that took a lot, she was always helping the friend, probably there in many ways for the friend, more so than that person's family was. And when you looked at her track record, so those listening, 
You want to start to pay attention. You do have a track record whether you've been keeping track or not. She had a track record of helping people beyond the call of duty, helping animals beyond the call of duty, and being with people in their hardest times, sacrificing to be with people in their hardest times. And she said, well, I just sort of come alongside people when they need it. And I was like, can you just say that again? She's like, I just sort of come alongside people. And when we did the you know, reverse engineering, we saw she had a track record of coming alongside. And so we actually made it a verb. You're a, you're a, you're a come alongsider, right? And we saw the history of that. So Here's what's good. so powerful. Even though she'd always been doing it, she hadn't validated as a real thing of yeah. worth, validated. as a real activity of earth, yes. of worth. And once she did that, she then, as her kids got older and she felt um, that she had a little more space in her life for other things, you know what she did? She started doing other things in a professional way or a volunteer way that allowed her to come alongside. And she ended up working for this organization where they literally, the job description was exactly what she was doing she in does. her everyday yeah. life. And she yeah. got so much fulfillment and also just acknowledgement and peace in knowing she didn't have to compare herself to Jade, the concert artist, speaker, sure. you know, yeah. all this stuff. She could, she didn't have to make a justification. And so I always encourage women to think about where that, that verb is for you. There's a way that you have been behaving your mm. entire life. It's yeah. what your friends have come to count on you for. Um, it's what your family knows they can depend on you for. If you uh, work for an organization, if you were to interview your employer, they'd probably say, we expect this, this, and this always, you know, from Jade or always from Judy. And you'll yeah. start to see that life's been giving you hints. And then finally, that gives you permission then to pursue purpose in those areas. So the problem with yes and, especially for some women, is we say yes and to things we don't need to be saying yes and yeah. to. Yes, yes and is actually designed to streamline you to say yes to all the things you're called to do and feel comfortable saying no yep. to the things that are merely obligation or merely skill or merely you're just doing them because you can right? So yes, and is actually, it's a freedom to do the things that you are built to do, not just to say yes to everything and everybody. Hey there. Okay. I'm pausing this incredible conversation with Jade to ask you a quick question. Are you getting my newsletter, The Vibe Check? Yo, every Friday I am sharing five things. I'm loving, learning, gifting, reading, and using. It is literally one of the most popular things I do. It's been going on for seven years now. I haven't missed a Friday in those seven years. So if you want the scoop and the latest and greatest and really cool, kick-ass ideas, recipes, books, apps, products, and tools in your inbox every Friday. Get on my list, babe. I always start with a quote, a quote that'll inspire you, but a quote you can share on your socials. Then I share a high vibe idea to get you thinking. After that, it's sort of a mix of three more things from music to apps to books to products. And even, like I said, my favorite recipes. Last week, I shared the book I'm currently reading, the Nikes I'm currently obsessed with, and this new plant app, I'm obsessed with because now I have plants all over the place because I live in the desert. And oh, by the way, I always end with a message from the key, our House of And door opener series, sharing either a new product drop, a soulful success story, live events coming up, or product sales. So if you want to join the 30... 1,000 other subscribers that are getting their vibe checked every Friday with me, 
do it. Link in the show notes. And I hope to see you there. I promise you won't be disappointed. Okay, back to Jade. I, I always love to end the podcast with, what does yes and mean to you? And you just dropped the mic on that one. Yeah. That was a beautiful answer. Oh, good, and good, good. It's a, it's a really yeah. great reminder that it doesn't mean yes to, yes and can be no. Uh, will you come speak at my event, but we That's have no, right. no budget? Yes, I'd love to do that. And while I can't speak for free, here's what I can do. It's a boundary. It's a no. You know what I mean? So That's we good. can find ways to protect our space. And these are all the little hacks of it. So- um, I want to ask you, so you said open the door, right? That That is a big conversation we have here in, in mm. the House of And on the podcast. This notion of, it's actually on the back of all of our t-shirts, open the door, because everything started when I opened the door to the improv classroom uh, the second mm. time, because I was too scared the first time. I quit, went back two years later. One of the stories I tell on the keynote stage in that transformative moment, opening the yeah. door despite my doubt. Uh, and seeing people, I thought I was too old, seeing people decades older than me yeah. literally cracked my soul open. And we wouldn't be sitting here right now had mm -hmm. I not had the courage to do that. And so there's an algorithm we talk about that can help people get to that place. But we talk a lot about opening doors. And as you told your piano story and all the things yeah. from fashion to piano to keynotes to ministry and all these doors you continue to open, all the yeses you say, because things can stop at yes. The oh, power lies when we move it, right? In the end, you, you took something and you moved it, right? That's so. Good. Our secret weapon is and because we take the next step, not all the steps, right? We say, yes, I've decided. Mm. Yes, I've admitted, okay, that I'm ready to make a change or step into this new place. And here's what I'm going to do about it. Here's the first That's step, good. the next step. So my question to you is, I'm guessing, and you've re revealed and sort of loosely touched on a few, but I'm mm -hmm. guessing you've had a lot of and moments in your life, right? Those mm -hmm. doors you've opened despite your doubt. I mean, from pageants to playing piano to hello, a presidential run, right? Mm -hmm. um, you've had a <laughs> yeah. lot of, uh, shit, I don't know what's going to be on the yeah. other side of this door, yeah. but I'm going to knock on it and I may not have the go. key yet, but here we go. What keeps you moving? In other words, what keeps you saying yes and despite doubt and despite fear? Yeah. What keeps you moving? It's the belief that breakthrough is always on the other side of the next stretch. So mm. I tell my team, we should be, you should be more nervous when things aren't changing and shifting mm. uh, than when you are faced with change. Uh, now, I, I admit I'm addicted to change. I will have a different <laughs> me, hairstyle me in too. less than two weeks, okay? So <laughs> I, I might have short on hair team. on Monday. Yeah, see, <laughs> so gonna be laughing have, at this. if you're, if you're only thing. listening, I'm, I have locks right now, which I do I love your locks, but I love when you go Friday. short, too. It's great. Yeah, and short, is, short, is, my, short yeah. is my home base. Um, yeah. But I, I, you know, shake things up because I need change in change. my life like that. But uh, yeah, you know, the biggest and was <laughs> probably the presidential run. <laughs> but you know what was wild about that? The, the way that I keep moving is I believe that there is power in the and. So yeah. I ran as an independent. Yeah, you did. Because I felt like there were so many blockages and roadblocks um, on either political party. And yes. I felt like this and road. So guess what? Yes. I am a black female and I can also care about not only the rights uh, of African-Americans, but I can still create policy that helps everyone. everyone. Yes, I am 
an outspoken uh, Christian and I can serve people who believe differently than I do or don't yeah. believe in God at all. And so I feel like society has built these very false um, choices for us and they have only served to create divisiveness. So there's so much power in and. And I find every time I move into and, no matter the fear, because listen, there was fear of, of rejection, right? Because as right. a classical artist who'd worked so hard to be taken seriously, especially a black female yeah. classical pianist, you know, you better bring that Mozart and Beethoven and it better, better be solid. Yes, so girl. when you start mixing some stuff in and putting a little hip hop, you know, Ooh. oh my gosh, like, What's the black girl doing with the Beethoven? Uh, like, you know, there were all yeah. these things in my head Shit. and my manager thought we're going to lose some audience. Uh, You're going to lose a record deal. Here's the wild thing. We may have lost some people. We may right. have. Not our people. I couldn't tell you. They're not. Right. And I couldn't even tell you if we did, because if they left their seat, it was almost instantly filled by someone looking for the experience that I was now creating. So yes. I, what I love about your the improv that you're encouraging people to do is the irony of it. I always look for powerful ironies. The irony is you're asking us in order to gain confidence, we must voluntarily go to a very scary place. Yes, um, ma'am. <laughs> voluntarily yes. scare we yourself. We call them experiments. <laughs> there we go. Yes. So that you can have courage and confidence, right? It yeah. sounds counterintuitive. And it was the same for us. Like become other than classical and watch your classical career take off. And so yes. we had the career trajectories after we did all the things you weren't supposed to do. Yes. So, so I now have a track record that my wild ideas and my things that aren't supposed to go together, uh, they equal some level of success. So for the presidential run, I'll, I'll end with, with this. We understood the, the statistics of an independent yes. presidential candidate. We did not know that there'd be so much media um, shut out. No, we, didn't, we didn't know all of these things. And we didn't right. know we were going to get accused you know, the left was going to think I was a plant from the right. The right was going to oh, think I was a plant from the left. Oh, oh it, was in, it was incredible. It was incredible. We didn't stories. know those You could write a whole book on that. The stories. Yeah. But what we saw was that there were more people who thought alike than there were people who thought differently. And that even those who may have identified one way or another politically or, or otherwise, there was common ground to be found. And that knowledge was, again, more affirmation that the way I'm built is to do the unexpected thing in order to yield an unexpected outcome. So we had to go in knowing winning would look and success would look different for us than it did for other candidates. And we thought if we can sow restoration, agreement, collaboration, and understanding wherever we lay our feet, then we oh have gosh. success. And if we can stay standing until November 3rd, which, by the way, many of the big time candidates did not, did not, then we knew if we can stand long enough for people who are not happy with the current choices to be an option for them, then we have success. And we did yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And congratulations on that. I just love oh, watching you. you. Um, <laughs> I love watching all the big mold, bold moves you, you take and make. And I really believe, I mean, you know, from following you, it's one thing, but to sit here and actually have this, this conversation with you, even though it's virtual, um, we, we, 
have similar brains. Um, yeah. You know, and is about as inclusive as it gets, which is an important conversation to always mm-hmm. be having. You know, we we hear the yes is inclusive, the and moves the inclusive yes forward, yeah. which is what it's all about. But yeah, like why the big idea and something you just talked about, you know, why do we have to like, why can't I be swaggy and soft? Yeah. Right. Like, why can't I be, you know, bold and a little gun shy? Yeah. Right. Like grace and grit. All these. Why can't I have grace and some grit? Right. Like, why do I have to pick? Like, what's up with that? And one of the things that is is so important in the improv theater, and you are a living example of this, is that we love to pair things that don't go together. This is the Mm -hmm. the yin and yang of Mm -hmm. and like it's discomfort and joy. You want the joy, but you're not willing to do the uncomfortable things required in order to get it. Oh, you're uncomfortable and you want more joy, but you're not willing, you know what I mean? Like the, so it's okay. I guess if you're listening to this, you know, what a beautiful exercise to go through. You can be both and, and sometimes the things that aren't supposed to go together, like peanut butter and tomato or what am I saying? Peanut butter and jelly, tomato (laughs) and tomato, like all these, you know, Bert and Ernie, like all these opposites, Batman and Robin, right? Like Bonnie and Clyde, like we could go through a a list of a million different examples of yes ands, partners in crime that don't necessarily go together, but actually are better together. And you're doing that with your business. So that takes guts and grit and confidence. Jade, let's talk about confidence. Have you always been confident? Like, how how are you this way? Have you always been confident woman or is that something you work on? Yeah. So I'm going to be really honest. I have always been pretty fearless um, yeah. from my my little girl days, but I didn't know that's what it was. I was, just yeah. believe. Now I I give a lot of that credit to my parents who they raised my sister and I to really believe we could do anything. Like we believed all yes. the hype, right? You're so we did everything. Um, and I I started realizing about maybe five six years ago that. Whatever it is that creates um, certain certain feelings that a lot of people have, uh, where is it, whether it's loneliness, um, I don't often, I've never really felt alone. Uh, rejection, even though I've talked about it in the business setting, um, I don't really feel personally rejected. And yeah. I think it's because I've almost intuitively understood that when people have a problem with you, it really doesn't have anything it's to do with you. It's never about you. Very rarely. <laughs> Very rarely. Now, I will yeah. always check and see, but I always say, look, your girl is so cool. Yeah. Like, if you like, got a problem with me, that has you're missing got out. to be on That's you. on you. Like, it's got to be all on you, right? Like, I'm I will so lose no that. sleep, except I am just a little sad for you. Do you know what I'm for saying? You? Like, no, for you, you know? So, like, I'll look into I it. Not it as, so a, <laughs> as a boss, as a CEO, um, yeah. whenever we're looking at, let's say, performance or... Uh, if you feel like someone's not quite driving with the culture or the expectations, I will spend probably a lot longer than most consultants would suggest a yeah. long time really saying, have we done everything? Have we provided the um, inspiration? Have we provided the education? Now, once we know we have checked off that list and we've given ownership to you, then I have to maybe make a hard call, right? But right. my tendency is to always check first. Did, did I do anything that really could be construed as uh, misconstrued as offensive or as mean? Yeah. Uh, but right. but I've worked what I have worked on is really building a solid character. 
one of patience, one of empathy, and one of understanding. And I know that I mostly operate in that. So if I can trust that I'm mostly operating in that, then I can probably assume that your issues are probably your issues. Yeah, for the most part. (laughs) I needed to hear that. I always do. It's, you know, it's, you know, it's, that's a beautiful and very healthy way to look at it. Um, so you, you, you mentioned your, um, I think this is going to be a cool way to close. And I didn't know I was going to go this direction with you, but I'm going to go there because I feel like I'm going to love your answer. Um, (laughs) and it's also like asking for a friend I'm pointing to myself. So, (laughs) um, you are a woman of faith, right? And Mm -hmm. so you have a, a beautiful, um, message and spirit to you. You wrote a book, um, uh, called audacious prayers, right. Uh, for world Mm -hmm. changers, which is great. And I think it's a a daily devotional, right. 31 Mm -hmm. days or something. Okay. That's right. Um, so one of the prayers that I have Mm -hmm. for myself, and I wonder if you reckon with this or if you would offer any advice to someone who is reckoning with this, you know, when you carry a gift, mm-hmm. a talent, um, whether that be running your household, being a mama of four, the CEO of a business, um, a public figure, an author, someone on stage, um, those roles are important and they can be hard to carry sometimes. Yes. And I know for myself, as someone who is a little bit in the public eye, who does have um, content and products and intellectual property out into the world, right? That meets a lot of eyes and just what it takes to perform on a stage and to put yourself out in front of people all the time is, is very vulnerable. So I am always in this prayer, the prayer of being able to hold and handle the gifts God has given me, right? Like he's given me some big gifts, the gifts of speaking and storytelling and using improv to activate and using my energy to uh, get people off their asses, essentially, Mm -hmm. right? Into movement. And I pray for the strength to hold it. I pray for the stamina to to summon what it takes to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to figure it out, to stay relevant, to stay exciting, to stay healthy, to stay in service, to stay in love and out of fear. Do you sometimes feel the weight of, of your gifts? And do you pray uh, for uh, the strength to to hold the gifts God God has given you too? Because you have a lot that are also in the public eye. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder how you find peace amongst, um, all the, the publicness of what we do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're reminding me that it does make sense. Uh, one of the prayers in that book you mentioned, audacious prayers is about as a prayer for stamina, uh, because I, I felt and have, have always dealt with and have, and constantly will have to go back and balance the scales. So if we're being completely honest, I, I can preach a whole sermon on the power of rest, and yeah. right now I'll be talking to you and I'm out of alignment with yeah. the, with really prioritizing rest. And you know what happens? You pay for it. Right. And yeah, so w- what I've gotten, what I really, what I really believe in and what I teach is the power of seasons. Mm-hmm. Right. So always your gifts, there's an incredible scripture that says your gift will make room for you. And that's mm-hmm. what my husband really was saying back in the so day good. is that you, you spend your energy on perfecting that craft, that gift. 
And that diligence will see a reward in these doors that will be opened. And of course, then you got to say yes, and then you got to and, and it you got to move. It's it an infinite again. game. So now here's the and it's and what you're really talking about. I think too, or you know, we help women move, and they start moving, then they're like, "Crap, this is a lot of stuff. I'm moving now. What? <laughs> yeah. Now what?" And I think seasons are the key. Really understanding that there are seasons where you get to lean into mommyhood or, you know, a wifedom, being with your spouse. And then there are going to be seasons where you have to tell your family, hey, family, this is a season where God has given me a lot of runway. We've got a lot of responsibility. Can you support me in this? This is what support will look like. And guess what? When that season is over, here's what it's going to look like for me to pay you back, right, in mommy time and, and, and quality mm. time. So that awareness that there are seasons. Here's the big danger is we finally get the breakthrough and the harvest and we try to live our entire life in harvest. Mm. Sounds like fun, but it's not. And it's it's not not. natural and it's not organic. When you think of the most relevant musicians, it's because they are always going back to the lab to create. If all they do is tour that same album, after a while, all these new artists are coming out with fresh material and we might like that classic, but, you know, they're going to be on that casino circuit sooner than later because they haven't refreshed that, you know, no and shade. I don't want to be on the casino hey, circuit. We don't want to. Hey, listen, now we're talking Vegas and the 20 million okay, deal for a few story. weeks. We work different that story. out. Right. I got you. But I'll I'm talking about Celine. Right. I'm talking about mm-hmm. the Bayou circuit or whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine. Um, but but a lot of times what you'll see is if we don't take the time to come off the road, whatever yeah. that means for you and yeah. here. Uh, the way yeah. I see it here from God, because if he gave you the gifts, yeah. he's also got plans for the gifts. Oh, we don't just run for it. Yes. Right. So guess what? He's going to say, guess what, Jay? That's phase one. If you want to stay in phase one the rest of your life, you can. The money's good. People like you. It's but safe. maybe in phase, it's yeah. safe. Now, phase two, people might not like everything you say presidential candidate, right? (laughs) But it still has impact in it. Are you bold enough to move into that, even though it may look differently? And then when that was done, I disappeared for a year. I didn't watch the news. I didn't say anything politically. I wasn't on social because I needed to hear what was next. So I think trusting that if you're in your gift now, the gift is never going to run out. Uh, But you can lose energy and stamina. So you must refuel yourself And your gift will still be there. You'll have a new relevance for a new season. You may Mm. have new words for a new client base. Mm. And you may get a new product uh, for new people to sell to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I loved specifically what you said about... you know, remixing, you know, musicians and artists, you know, one of the things uh, I love to, to remind folks of is that, you know, you're kind of like, this is how I envision it. I'm like, I'm kind of like, when I love, if I could come back in another life, don't put it past me. I would love to be a DJ. I think I am obsessed with DJs and I, I think Instagram as annoying as it can be in social media, I I look at it as like an art museum. So I'm like, am I curating art? Like who am I following? It's all the art that's in my museum. So I follow a lot of like graffiti artists and tap dancers and musicians. I don't really run around with like, other speakers, yeah. some, some, yeah. but I'm yeah. like kind of, 
Like it's got to be like a, you know, someone who's really pushing the envelope, someone like yourself, but I don't want to be in a sea of sameness. So I'm always saying like, and I really hope you heard what Jade said. You know, you're, you're, if you likened yourself to a DJ, a DJ that spins at a really great club, let's go back to Las Vegas. Yeah, if that's that good. DJ all they did was spin the same record all night long, every night. You would never go to the club. <laughs> a never DJ's job is to remix the record, yes. to find new music, to travel yep. to Barcelona and Spain and get overfilled with inspiration so that they, they can take that and, and, and use it. So whether you're doing that for your family, I mean, this is you going on vacation, right. And yeah. taking a break and, and having some time to yourself, even you got to lock yourself in the bathroom, like yeah. do what you need to do to get that space and that creativity yeah. for yourself. Because, so I love to hear you, you validate that. And, yeah. um, I love to and hear. And also, I mean, you, you know, Judy, your process. You, you carry a lot, you carry a lot of products, projects, right. um, and you're speaking. And I think to also right. be confident enough to say, is this the season for this thing? I know. Is this the season where I'm on stage? Is this the season I'm creating? Is this the season I'm writing? And not to right. fear that if I take six months to write something that's powerful, the stage mm. is going to be there in a different way for me when we're when I'm done with this thing. So don't be afraid. Don't allow the things you create to then hold you hostage, right? Always be willing to take a breath and see what, what the season needs from you, um, what the people you're called to are really uh, asking to be served with. Mm. And that yeah. takes, so I needed to hear that. Thank you for that. And you know, it's, you're, you're validating a lot of things that we even just had a call with my team before this podcast. And, yeah. um, you know, it's easy to put a lot of pressure on yourself. The next thing, the next thing, the next talk, the next book. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. she's not ready. She's not ready to be born yet. This idea yeah. was born. You know, the house of <laughs> Anne is a baby. She, yeah. she doesn't know what she, it's like trying to make it, yeah. you know, she not, she, I need her to grow up. I need her to get through middle school. Oh, I need to get good. her into, she's not even in diapers yet. And so yeah. I You're just preaching threw, to me. You're preaching yes, to me. Yes. So I threw you. a curveball <laughs> at Amanda on my team today. And I was like, I think this is what we need. I think this oh, is what good. we need because this is what I think I need. And it's all going to be there. And it's all in service to what I believe is my purpose, which is to help women, men, whoever finds my content, uh, however they identify, feel more confident in this world because life is too short for anything else. Right. And so, um, it aligns, (laughs) but I did, I said, you know, it's just, she, she, she's not ready yet. She's, she's still a baby. And I was trying to give her an Instagram page and I was trying to get her on TikTok, and she is in diapers. That's good. you know what Man, I mean? You took some so, pre- yeah, you're taking some pressure off. That's good. And I'm taking that pressure off and doing something that has me so excited and really going down an, a, a very aligned lane um, to the <laughs> ideas and the concept, but also still allowing myself to play. Yeah, because you yeah. know I'll have that. I'll have that fashion line at some point. I'm going to have- Listen, I'm girl, with coming. you. I already got the shirts. I'm with I got you. the shirts, but I don't know. There we are. Something. So anyway, you are such a light and such a gift. And I know you have touched on- so many things. I, I could literally do a Jade Simmons series on this awesome. podcast. Awesome. Um, you, you have said a lot about the power of yes and the power of and, and you are an improviser. My goodness, life is improv. And certainly as a pianist and everything you've gone through, um, you are certainly uh, an artiste. You live the, the improv mindset. Is there any 
uh, final thoughts you'd love to leave our audience with as it relates to the transformational power of the word and. You know, we we do believe yes is important, but it's not enough. We think and is where the magic happens. So putting them together really lights a fire and you're lighting fire. So anything you haven't said about the power of and that you'd love to to yeah. share before we get out of here, um, I'd love to give you the time to do that. Because you yeah, said a lot of I good mean, things. Well, I think I mean, we've mo- we've mostly covered it. Covered I think it. Mm-hmm. when I was thinking about just people who come on stage with me, mm. they did not wake up that morning and mm. know they were on stage. Clients will sometimes try to get me to pick people in advance and no, I never select, will and I say nope, nope, Ever. nope. You got to trust Ever. me. This moment is. And the one time I did it, I regretted it. Like the yep. people were just not the right. It's not people. the same. Um, because I spend that whole first. 30 minutes getting to know the audience before I call anybody on stage. And I will say we have never had anyone fail. And people who come up, even if they were scared to death, always say that moment was pivotal for them. So that was an and moment. I'm usually saying right before I pick people, you guys think you're going to get out of here just pretending to be inspired. You're going to go home and forget half Mm -hmm. of what we just talked about. Big opportunity is going to come and you're going to pretend you're too busy to take. Say yes. So we're just going to practice now. Uh, So it causes them to have to say yes and get on the stage and And move their feet, move it, move everything, play the piano, things they've and they try to talk me out of it the whole way up. I don't play. I've never done this. Oh, perfect. You're perfect candidate. So that and for a lot, a lot of people, and I believe for everyone who says yes and then dares and then dares to move on it, there's always going to be powerful growth that comes out of it, no matter what you're hoping the outcome will be, even if it falls short of that, you will always end up landing on a higher elevation than when you started. I couldn't have said it better myself. Jade, you're a Mm. gift. Thank you for being on the show, my dear. Thank you for having me. Okay. I mean, right. Can you even with her? (sighs) I wish she was my neighbor. Like I literally just adore her. Um, I hope you loved the show as much as I loved making it for you. I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaway is and was. I know for me, it was this beautiful reminder that I can be both and, right? Yes. And I can be spicy and a little gun shy, right? I can be gutsy and a little scared, right? I can do all the things I don't have to choose, right? And I also loved the conversation about people having a problem with you. We got to remember that nine times out of 10, someone's got a problem with you or your work or something you create. It's never really about you. And as long as you're living and leading with purpose and love, you can wake up and go to sleep every night knowing that you're good, right? Like someone not receiving you or your work or your energy has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. And I loved her perspective of like, dude, babe, that's your loss. Like, cause I am a certified vibe. You are missing out on me, babe. Ooh, that just fires me up. Okay. So talk to me on Instagram, send me a DM and let me know what you think about this episode. I love seeing your posts and your tags. So keep them coming. And as always, you can always send me an email to hello at judyholler.com. You'll be right in my inbox, sharing your show ideas, feedback, and inspiration. I want to hear from you. So, you know, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Oh my gosh. Give, give a review. If you loved this, find iTunes, hit the five-star button, leave us a review. It would mean the world. I'll be with you right here again next week on Wednesday. So until then, you better keep changing your life one 
and at a time. See you soon.